0: Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? you will be the baby of the year? Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to the Turbo Team podcast. It's been it's been a while. It's uh, did we take two weeks off? I think two weeks off, and now we're
1: longest break ever for the podcast.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, but we're back now. We've only got four. So there's six arms on this podcast. Get get it in there. We've only got four healthy arms, Ben. You want hey, to take us through what that's, five that's a good math. four and a half? Five five do you want half. to take us through okay. what happened? Sorry. <laughs> do you want to take us through what happened in your adventure uh, in Denver, Colorado?
1: Uh, podcast
2: actually was in Estes Park, Colorado, even <laughs> steeper than usual. Um, I was planning on going down to I don't know just uh, a <laughs> skateboard to for a while. And Shred you know, the nar, you know. Yeah, you know me. Um, so uh, shout I thought that Tony Hawk. Not anymore. Uh, So (laughs) I went down a hill, like, just because, like, there was a hill that, like, went for, I don't know, 30 yards or something like that. And it seemed pretty flat relatively to everything else that was around because there was a big, steep hill above it. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go down this, like, short little part. I walked down most of it. And then, like, I went down, I don't know, even like 10 feet of a steep part of the hill. But then looking back on it, that flat part of the hill was at its own incline of, like, I don't know, 10 degrees or something like that. <laughs> so I ended up uh, speeding too fast. Uh,
1: <laughs> got, a, got a ticket? Bro, I
0: ended know. up like Chris Evans in <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. The World.
2: No, yeah. but yeah, uh, hit the gravel hard. Um, I got a sprain, uh, uh, a hairline fracture in my <laughs> elbow, and then I got like scraped in like eight different spots, which kind of sucks. And uh, when I first crashed, I kind of thought it was funny. It was like, haha, I did a thing, haha. <laughs> But then, but then, oh my god! But then, but then, but then, but then when I was like having to wash off the cuts and like scrape at them with a washcloth in the shower, I was like, "Oh, this isn't that fun." And right. then when they were putting the cast on in the ER, I was like, "This, I, I really don't like this." And then when I couldn't sleep at three a.m. that night, I was I like, "Oh, I'm." A- <laughs>
0: Mom, then, Mom, I did a thing. Mom, ben, I did a your thing. your arm is literally snapped in half. <laughs> Bro, go to the
1: hospital.
2: Yeah, but um, yeah, at three a.m. that night when I couldn't sleep because the cast was uh, uh, crushing my larynx or my <coughs> a diaphragm, I realized I'm just gonna go down the hill again. I don't care at this point. So,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right back to what we're reviewing this week so <laughs> what did
0: we watch this up. week
1: <laughs> oh yeah we watched uh unrelated. inside
0: uh oh. bo burnham's <laughs> comedy special uh it's literally just called bo burnham inside take that as you will it's directed by bo burnham inside what the, the screenplay is by bo burnham the music That's... is by bo burnham the casting is by bo burnham uh-huh. uh it's starring bo burnham uh, yeah. See how
2: many more times we can say that in this episode. We're gonna say
1: Bo Burnham a lot this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do right. we call him Bo or Burnham on first reference? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Double B. <laughs> BB. Yeah. Front of the front of the program. Brennan Baker. If you're listening, shout
2: out Brennan. Shout let's, out call, Brennan. let's call him Bernie. Yeah. Bernie Bonham. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Bernie.
0: Uh, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. yeah this is the call. first. <laughs> is this the first comedy special we've reviewed on the? I guess we kind of did like an SNL type episode no, we when we when, when we, we reviewed King SNL of Staten episode? Island. I wouldn't like say we, that. Like we we oh, did no. like our top SNL skits, but I won't really count that. So this is the first like comedy special we've done. And this is a comedy special unlike any other because so, it's
2: and since it's our first comedy special, we're gonna give every joke an objective grade.
1: It's barely a comedy special. Yeah, it it's more of a short film. Not a short film, but like an actual movie. You know, because comedy specials, when you think comedy specials, it's, like, in front of an audience. This was,
0: like, the way I've described this would be Randy Stone's, like, dream final project, but instead of, like, instead of five minutes long, like, an hour and a half, (laughs) like, just like, you remember video production. I, I'm sure everyone's taken some form of video production class. The
1: final... I'm finals, sure our audience remembers video the production.
0: The, the final is always supposed to be like, all right, have 25 different shots and do 10 medium angles, yeah. 10 over the shoulders, use 15 different effects for this long. Uh, and that's like the way that I would describe this from like a technical standpoint where no single bit was the same lighting, none of it was the same angle, none of it was the same camera. I mean, none of it was really, like, the same... Like, his his beer length changed in pretty much every skit because it was filmed over such long period of time. I think
1: I, he filmed it up until, like, March or April of this year. Over a year, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, uh, very... Just, first off, very creative. One of the most creative things that's been released all year most especially since covid the the most creative comedy special of all time i would say just because i mean (laughs) it's barely a comedy special because comedy specials tend to just be a guy standing up with a microphone telling jokes in front of a crowd
1: which your seinfeld impression (laughs) um so here's my impression i developed the other day where it's uh the godfather but instead of marlon brando it is jerry seinfeld um here we go Look how they massacred my boy. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> how about airplane food? Uh, uh, Kramer. <laughs> Don't. Kramer, you can't, can't say that. <laughs> no context needed. All right. Uh, back to the episode. We yeah. talked about the
2: special so far. <laughs> yeah. We're, I,
0: we're getting into it. Uh, very funny. I mean, I thought like the obviously the ending of it we'll get into that was more of a serious like down to earth kind of tied everything together but everything up until then was just i mean hilarious and it's bo burnham like he's one of the just funniest guys alive one of the most um well-known comedians one of the most uh just he's just liked by everyone he doesn't
2: big fan right here
0: yeah super fan turbo team podcast um (laughs) But yeah. yeah. Funny. Uh, someone else talk.
1: <laughs> um, I think definitely throughout the pot throughout the the special you can um, definitely like like you, you talk about how it like no bit or whatever like continues on and I think that that's throughout the whole special where you can tell like it just... The special has its ups and its downs, where he's like, "Oh, he's definitely having fun with this," or "This is something more serious," "This is something more comical," "This is something where, like, he's not he's not doing well at all mentally or whatever." And so it, the po- the special has that I keep calling it podcast. The special has that those ups <laughs> and downs, um, where yeah, it, it like it doesn't have like a concrete theme throughout, like a. Um, like like uh, like uh, Cristalia's Man on Fire, which is one of my favorite sick reference. I know he's canceled, but it's one of my favorite specials. <laughs> I think it's really funny. But there is this kind of idea throughout, and it's the one by the title. You know, you're not the man on fire, which means you're not like special, whatever. <laughs> but so like comedy specials do have like these themes kind of throughout. Like Don Glover's Weirdo even has like a theme to mm-hmm. it. Um, and this is one where, it, it, like, the theme is he's just building this over a year, and that's it. And it just whatever, wherever it takes him, it takes him. And so yeah, it it's- does go through all these ups and downs. Like based off like events that are going on at the time and like how he's feeling mentally and like even as the special goes on, you can see like gathers more and more like lighting equipment and like camera setups and rigs and stuff like that. So like we're very we are like we're seeing this special be made, uh, you know, like along with Bo at the time, and I think it's really cool to watch.
2: I, d- I disagree that I mean I'm, I'm not saying that you said the uh, special is lacking a theme, but I think that. Um, the themes even like stronger than like like you said, weirdo or man on fire were like those points were referenced with I don't know 15 maybe minute bits that they did. Yeah, every single bit <laughs> or like joke had something that was very applicable to being isolated inside or the pandemic specifically like facetiming yeah. your mom, um, sexting, um, the white woman's Instagram, <laughs> just very like pessimistic stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm not Okay,
1: we're all adults here, we can say it.
2: Well, that's cuz it was <laughs> it was a song in the flippin' Special I know, I know. and like that has to do with being isolated and all of those had to do with being isolated in some way. And so like I think that it,
0: I'd even cool. add that there was a bigger theme of like just how terrible social media is pretty much. Like I thought that that was <laughs> very apparent through the entire thing. Did you guys feel that too? In
2: a, in a funny way, yes.
0: Like I I thought a lot of it was uh Social media, like, if you consume yourself so much with social media, then, like, eventually social media is going to consume you, and you're not going to be able to see, like, the outside world. I thought that was kind of the imagery of the final, like, ten or so minutes of uh, him going outside in the house, or going outside of, I don't know if that was a that, house or that what That was, whatever. like, that was his house. That yeah, like going, going going outside of the house and then going, like, immediately back in because he was so, like, pretty much just fine with what people were commenting on his posts with, or what, like what people thought of him online. But then when you get in the real world, no one really cares about you or not. No one cares about you, but people don't care about you the same way that they do on social media. So I think the way I took it was, uh, don't be consumed with people's opinions of you on social media, like care about the people's opinions of you that are in your life, that like your family, your close friends, not the, I mean, for Burnham, like literally the millions of people that are going to see this, like, yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of the message he was getting at, that like he shouldn't really care what everyone thinks about him because he's never going to meet us face-to-face unless unless come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's always a seat open. But, Bo Burnham
1: uh, has an open invite on the Turbo Team podcast. Name a day and place, and we'll be there. <laughs> I don't care if I'm busy. And
2: by there, we mean here. Come to us. You need to, you need to come into work today. Yep.
1: I can't. Uh, Bo Burnham wants to be on the pod. 36 people are going to listen to it.
2: <laughs> no but I mean I, th- I saw the end more of like a showcasing like of his anxiety in like a very yeah. real and relatable way in a sense not necessarily because like we have a huge audience that we speak to but the fact of not wanting to go outside and be exposed in a sense in a way where people can be very critical like he was saying how he had like severe panic attacks and things like that mm-hmm. and how if he goes outside and like messes up or anything like that he's just very exposed to something that he isn't really uh in charge of and
1: something that he doesn't really want to be a part of
0: and he literally hasn't been on stage five years in five years because of panic attacks which is just he's
1: still done interview he, well he made eighth grade like he's done interviews he just well like, yeah like sort of like stand-up comedy he, has. he hasn't done
0: since anything. then he's just kind of shifted into an entire producing slash He's more role. The,
1: well he was in um promising, promising women. And women where he was really good in that mm-hmm. um um
0: I mean, he was fantastic. His his filmmaking
1: grade. definitely comes through, and you can tell how good of a filmmaker he is because this doesn't feel like a guy with a camera just, you know, fulfilling his duty as messing the, around, messing around, putting out a comedy special. Like there's, like every shot has a purpose. Like he definitely like knew what he was doing. He mm-hmm. definitely has a background in making movies, and it was very. That, I think that was what I was most impressed with throughout this was just how like well done it is for just having like a Sony camera and. You know, all the time in the world, you know, <laughs> was, I, I was, that's what I was impressed with the most.
2: It was so technically impressive, like, and I thought it was really cool to see, like, the besi- behind-the-scenes footage mm-hmm. uh, clips that he'd throw in because, like, it's interesting. And, like, we've all done, like, creative projects on our own, so seeing that process is relatable and kind of, like, admirable to see him fiddling with everything and just... Seeing yeah. like how vast the project is behind the scenes, mm-hmm. how much she like-
1: understands lighting and framing and shooting and like the use of colors and different shots. Um, yeah. The best use of color, I think, was personally i thought it was the sako skit with like that orange background <laughs> mm-hmm. in the back it really like made him and sako stand out and the orange made it feel like cuz the whole sako bit was like meant to almost kids, framed like a kids, kids show. show and i felt like he framed it in that with the bright colors mm-hmm. and making them very centered focus i felt <laughs> like i was watching a sako or like a a kids like show <laughs> and then sako's telling us how you know the police and the corporate and the politicians are protecting the pedophilic corporate elite which may or may not, not be Not wrong. So. I
2: mean, so. uh, ask, so. ask, ask, well, ask a friend of the podcast. So be- I,
1: Based Socko.
0: <laughs> so I loved the Socko bit. One, just because it was funny, but then just one of, my be- one of my best friend's last name is Socko, so that was all I could say. <laughs> <His> last <laughs>
1: really? name is Socko. What was so- the joke so- so- they made about so- Martin Luther King Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> he was killed by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like... uh. A quote from Lord of the Rings, falsely attributed to Martin Luther King. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That uh, white woman Instagram was so funny. Yeah, it's accurate, too. The the amount of visual bits that it had, like, the production for that must have been insane, and all of those were so funny.
1: The the thing about that that really stood out to me was, like, how... like accurate it was which means like he had to put like a ton of observation into writing that song because like there's a whole like there's a trend on tiktok right now where girls are like playing that song and like showing the pictures Bo like recreated and then showing them next to their literal instagram pictures of like the exact same thing send me that i want to watch that uh i'm sure you just look it up on tiktok but i'm I'm busy if i see one next i'll send it to you but (laughs) yeah plans like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> what, bro? You can't use both your arms. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, how just observant that that bit is, and how accurate uh-huh. it is was incredible. And,
0: and what's were, so brilliant about this is, it all seems like improv, but as to what you just said, it is clearly not. Like, there's so much thought that went in behind every scene, and I guess probably some scenes were complete improv, but the way that he mixes improv with like a greater good or not a greater good a greater theme like ben talked about everything all tying back together with like quarantine and isolation it's like a it's like controlled chaos in a way of is the style that he goes about it where it's not like and i mean the the sako scene compared to uh like the scene the at at the end where he was like just crying uh in his hands and then it just slowly zooms in on the camera like, you would think that those were from two completely, like, separate film companies with how se- how different they were. Yeah. But at the same time, they still, like, somehow tie into one, like, somewhat bigger theme of a comedy special, which so, is what I think makes it so
1: brilliant. So I found a theory the other day about this special. On TikTok? Yes. <laughs> but it referenced an earlier special by Bo Burnham where he's on stage and he knocks over a water bottle, and he's like, ah, oh, man, didn't mean to do that. He picks up the water bottle, and as soon as he picks up the water bottle, he breaks into a song about how he meant to drop the water bottle and it was all intentional, and he breaks into a song about this. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. And so the theory, and then it, to reference that to the inside special, it says about the clip where he's checking the monitor, and he accidentally like knocks the camera over. You don't see, see yeah. what I'm talking about? So the theory is, is that like inside isn't what it is on the surface. Like this is could literally be just Bo Burnham's literal genius where he's acting this entire time. And like, Whoa. he cause, <laughs> cause think about, think about, think about your pandemic. You like, think about how small that. <laughs> My pandemic. Yeah. Well, shut up. Shut up. I'll end, this podcast right, I'll end this podcast right now. But, um, well think about like your experience, like during, like, that, that house was not big at all and like we found ways to go out whether it's going disc golfing or like going on a walk out a park Like you're and Bo Burnham as famous as he is you're telling me like he was stuck in that room for you know a year and a half ho- a year mm-hmm. and three months okay, or whatever okay Alex Jones I'm, I'm just saying like I'm not do I believe it no but like there's like if you reference some of his other specials you can see like he is very observant in his comedy mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so good is how he's observant and then he's a good he's a good actor too so he can make it like not well, knocking over the water ball, he can make it seem like he wasn't supposed to but he was well, playing yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very clear that this wasn't all just like written out ahead of time. Yeah,
1: well, he clearly was acting for
2: some of it. Like some of the times where he was crying, he obviously wasn't. That really scene crying.
1: where he's crying and it's using the camera, well, multiple, I don't think that was genuine. Well, there's multiple
2: honest. times where he's crying and it's clearly not. Well, it's it's not genuine on camera, but. It's obviously putting on a show of his real mental state at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. He's obviously not going to get a clean one shot of him like legitimately crying and things like that. Sometimes it's going to be fabricated. So <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he was acting.
1: Can't wait until I have my <laughs> pandemic. Wow, wait, nice got gotcha moment there, man. <laughs>
0: Fauci had I don't know his why now
1: I had at that big deal. <laughs> Fauci yeah, had his now. Theory. It's time for
0: my pandemic. Stupid theory. Of
2: course he
1: was.
0: My pandemic's over when I say it's over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still in it. You probably don't wear a mask so you don't look like you voted for Trump, huh? Yep.
0: Um. <laughs> All right. So, I, um, I, one of my favorite bits was the, I I think one of the worst parts about our generation is reaction videos, whether it be just <laughs> hey, like, <boomer. laughs> whether it just be like random reaction videos on YouTube about our generation. or the yeah, worst.
2: TikTok theories. The absolute
0: yeah, worst. Shove it. The the worst reaction videos possible are when uh, someone on TikTok puts behind like a tweet in the background and then it's just like, like laughs in front of it. Like, how is that creative that? at all? Have you and seen then that? they get because it's, it's relatable. They, they get more likes for it than the actual tweet does. Whatever. So I hate reaction videos. So the bit about reaction videos. I thought was so funny and just brilliant. Have you seen that guy because he was
1: just
2: going back and forth. It was like, yeah, I'm kind of smart about this. He was like, no, I'm I'm actually not smart. This is just something that I yeah. do. And then he's like, well, um, I have the quote right here. Um, well, yeah, self awareness does not absolve anyone of anything. This is all a lie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you? Uh Speaking of TikTok, have you seen that guy on TikTok that like stands in front? Of, it's like 11 I deleted TikTok yeah, like yeah. seven months ago. His, his videos are on Twitter too. I it, But he's yeah. like, puts a tweet and it's like the most like, un, like it's like, it takes me a couple of times. It's like, be honest, it takes you a couple of times to put the USB in before you finally get it. And he says that and he's like, ha 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 ha. he just fakes laughs like, a, like the Joker. Have you ever seen that guy? Yeah, I deleted oh TikTok like, like, like seven yeah, months ago. His videos are on Twitter because they're so bad, but it's the worst. It's really Pretty, funny. Yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. videos suck. I, <laughs> Sorry I didn't it, take notes, Ben.
0: Whether it be on <laughs> well, TikTok. I saying
2: that was dumb.
0: <laughs> Whether it be on TikTok or just like traditional, like YouTube. Like, who wants to watch a YouTuber react to a movie trailer? Flight. I, yeah, I don't care. I Do I you know, don't like Flight. I I like the guy's personality, but I don't care to watch him react to videos. Yeah, I, that's the weirdest part.
1: Oh.
2: Well, I think the whole thing about reaction videos is sort of just like it's people who are want to search up something that they're interested in and find someone else who agrees with their opinion it feels like you have a friend to talk so it's echo chamber just, it's so it's an echo chamber it's just my, very vapid over
1: the internet my rebuttal to that is so i like uh me and ben you like drew good we watch drew good and like cody co like those guys yeah. those those guys do reaction videos but their reaction videos like bring substance to the thing they aren't they aren't necessarily reacting to it and just get their initial reactions like they're making jokes off of it. They're like saying like, oh, why would you put this in a video or something? Like, making fun of how corny it is. But there are actual YouTube videos where the people will just sit there and then be like, oh, man, that's whack. It's like if they're watching a movie trailer, it's like, oh, man, is that Captain America? Oh, man. And they'll get like 2 million views. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. And it's like, See, what that's- is entertaining about this? You know? See, there's a difference. That's what he's lampooning.
0: To me, there's a difference between reaction videos and then like... In depth breaking down a video commentary. Well, like the th- yeah.
2: the difference between like the Drugen and like Co videos is that because they're like going over stuff that you probably haven't heard about. Like it's usually pretty low key yeah. things compared to like I don't know Fine Bros or whatever. are they called Fine Bros? Whatever. Fine
1: Bros make fun of all you want. Elders There's, react. Those to are Nikki, kind of it's Nikki kind of an Minaj. interesting concept though. Well, like getting like you well, know like people in, the, like elders. You know, are you for it or against? Do you know what else is interesting? I, I think it's a good concept. I think they're kind of corny, but white women's Instagrams.
2: Yeah, let's just okay. Let's just okay. Break, we have been
1: getting off topic a lot. Let's break do
2: break down the bits. Uh What was your like favorite song from it? White Women's Instagram? Not F- even close. favorite song. Favorite like well, fa- well, all the jokes are songs basically. Favorite song.
1: That funny feeling wasn't really a
2: joke. Well, okay, then you can choose that one if you like. Uh, I'd say White Women White
0: Women's Instagram. My I favorite, thought it was. I, I
2: love that the visual gags were hilarious. It, yeah, so
0: yeah. visually, it was amazing. I thought it was catchy. Like that was the one that left in my head. Yeah, um, yeah. that I couldn't get out of my head. Uh, the fact that it was so like, what's so awesome about this is it's all just relatable, uh, for the most part. And that was the most relatable because I, we grew up in, we grew up in this freaking decade. We know exactly what every white woman's Instagram on the entire earth looks like. And the fact that he was able to portray it in a way that was I, I don't know just funny and, oh, and, so and catchy. I
1: oh, wish you put those filters on it that makes their like blue eyes look white. Do you know what filter I'm talking about? Every sorority girl you know has. Like oh blue yeah, eyes yeah. yeah, yeah. Like everything's like orangey, and like their eyes look like. Oh. Yeah, like I know. What you're like like about. girls like blue eyes are like so bright they're almost white. Oh. I'll show you a couple of Instagrams after this. <laughs> like
0: Hayden Christensen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, what do you think? My favorite song. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite song is uh, the ending song, but like the
2: the epilogue, the
1: very last one. Before
0: the, the non, the one in like the blue lights where you... all eyes on me. No, I'll I. I is it that is was it, probably my second favorite one.
1: All eyes on me, or the, the one right here is like it's, it's literally called like the ending song. Yeah, the ending medley. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's called. Uh, I guess it's called goodbye. Um, that one, but yeah, that was my favorite. I think the best one is Welcome to the Internet, though. As far as like production, like writ- like the way it's written, <laughs> the best one. Welcome the, to the Internet,
2: just the back and forth that he does.
1: Yeah, my favorite part about that is like well, it's like um funny it's like and then he like looks down and then he's, he's like, like "Where's the you kill, should kill your, mom? your mom yeah that <laughs> part that part's my favorite part of the whole like song because it's like
2: here's why women don't like you here's how you can build a bomb <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's like here's
1: a funny tip is like you should oh, kill your mom yeah 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 yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. a
2: tip for straining pasta here's a nine-year-old who died uh, yeah
1: that's like because that like it's that's the internet like it's crazy no but it's
2: cool like I dig that song because, like, in the bridge, it, like, brings it down slowly and he's, like, very gentle about oh, it. Oh, when he it was, gets like, soft? He was, oh like, God, he was like, yeah. mom, like, your mom gave you an iPad where you were too, honey, how you grew. Yeah. And it was, like, it, it it, made, it did exactly what we made it to do.
1: Just and then, before the towers fell. <laughs> that part. <laughs> and then it just, like, how,
2: like, it shows how, like, we kind of grew up with it and, like, we're given it as soon as, like, we're young. And then, like, he just breaks into maniacal laughing as he comes back to the hook.
1: So, Bo Burnham. <laughs> That's so funny. It has a very villainy feel to it. Well, yeah, because yeah. it is villainy yeah. when you think about it. It, it is. He, well, like yeah, the villain being the internet, you know. But um Whoa. yeah, deep. <laughs> we live in a ba- society. The Turbo Team podcast is based. Um, <laughs> no, but Bo Burnham, I think, is the perfect guy to write like a song about that because he grew up. Like he was 18 years old when he he started doing comedy. When he was 16, he blew up when he was 18, and he, he blew up like posting you know YouTube videos and all of these songs and stuff. And he's and now he's 30 making like these comedy specials on like Netflix. And so he's really seeing the growth of the internet. And I think mm-hmm. he's the perfect guy to talk he's about He's the
2: this. comedian Justin Bieber. That uh that uh problematic song was really that problematic song was pretty funny.
1: Which <laughs> one was that?
2: Well he was like I'm problematic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> problematic. I,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, just, I found I know that Aladdin costumes in my mother's attic. I'm gonna burn it. Oh wait, should I burn it? Is that bad? <laughs> yeah.
1: He was like I I didn't do brown face but still felt wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean that's I mean that like came back to one of his points where it's like people were like, "Well, I used to be bad, but that was in the past, so now I'm trying to be better." So I He over did
1: it. have like an edgy part of his career. Like I'm pretty sure there was a time when like he made like the audience say the N-word. Dang. It was like he was like 22, 23. He was like pretty old. Well, young.
2: yeah, still, but like
1: But like, like, he was old, but it was like back then it like wasn't <laughs>
2: 2008. What? It was still times wrong. Have ja- no, times yeah. have changed since then.
0: It was still wrong, but it was more of a kind of like in even, a comedy sense. Like Louis, like uh, like
1: 2010, Louis C.K. like said the n word in one of his comedy specials, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like it wasn't like oh my god, why is he saying the n word? It's like a shock value thing, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like that dark humor, but you know it's not coming from a 13 year old on tiktok it's coming from you know a professional professional comedian so it's like technically like real humor i don't know it's weird but yeah
2: i thought it was just pretty interesting how we did that and like yeah it was funny because it was a whole like flex and like training (laughs) montage too and it was just him like bragging about himself yeah um i really like the introduction song i thought that was funny Uh, Not the... I did, yeah. Not like the very first one that was like a minute long. I meant the one right after that.
1: Call me... Oh, not the call me and I'll tell you a joke one? Uh, Oh, yeah, no. uh, Is that the one Uh, you're talking about? Like
2: white guy like me. Yeah, he's like...
1: (laughs) The part where he's like, should I be doing this? He's like, nah, I'm bored. And then he like goes on (laughs) to singing. Yeah.
2: No, the... Because there are a lot of good visual gags in that, too, where he was like, uh, I'm a white guy, and I'm here to save the day with comedy. And he was, like, doing a, a Venn diagram with uh, Malcolm X
1: and <laughs> Yeah, 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 I saw that. <laughs> he
2: was doing the math of how to be funny, and it's just 69, 420, 60, Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the more
1: the the special progresses, the, like, less visual gags we get and more cinematic looks, I felt. Well, you could, could
2: tell, because, like, this is very... I'm not going to say it's episodic. It was very... um. You could tell it went along the length of the year because it started off more like visual gags and like very entertaining and stuff like that. But then it just grew like more serious or more like stoic with its comedy. There was a
1: part in this like past year where like it felt like everybody was just in a bad place, you know? Like it's deep, but... How how was your pandemic? Bad. (laughs) Not good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it did. The pandemic Pandemic was was was
2: just... just Oh my
0: God. I mean... I think what's craziest to watch about this, I'm assuming he lives in California. Uh, Yeah, he's from California. So the difference, the difference between the way the pandemic was handled in Iowa and the way the pandemic was held in California, I ate out like the the day restaurants reopened in Iowa, which was literally like May first, which was like a month and a half after the shutdown happened. There were people in California that didn't go to the grocery store until like. A month ago until they were vaccinated so just like the difference between yeah. the pandemic for everyone and we thought it sucked because well it did i mean we missed out on so much but um for him like the reason he was locked inside in california was probably because he was actually locked inside in california well, that's
2: so, just how all of these congested areas were and like if we're being honest none of us really <laughs> handled the pandemic well, well we think still about it, didn't like New did york
1: stuff. city like just open up this month
0: yeah I that so, that that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, um, it's crazy how like we all got into dark spaces during the pandemic.
1: It could have been a lot worse. And
0: yeah. Iowa was literally unchanged. Like, <laughs> masks were never required, and
1: they were for like a few months.
0: Yeah, but not from like I wasn't hearing not were. not from the governor. Yeah. So like, uh, we got to dark places, and I mean, I hated not being able to go to like sporting events in the fall, yeah. and I hated like not being able to. Going to like friends' dorms at school, but like people in, um, people in other parts of the country, like congested areas, weren't able to do anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. and like well, I mean like, that comes back to your point, like because that's like how it was in California. So like the point you were making about like, well, he probably was outside sometimes. I mean, but yeah, but like I think probably about how, not. Like, though. Think
1: about how big California is. You know, if you're like their government you in L. A., you have to be more. Like, you have to shut down the city. Otherwise, there's so many people there. Like, it's going to spread. It's going to spread fast. And Iowa was, like, top of the state, or top of the country at one point for, like, cases per, like, capital. Yeah, right around Halloween. We sucked. But Iowa was so spread out. There's so many tiny towns here that, like, uh, a mask mandate should have been required. (laughs) Stuff should have been shut down. But, like... Uh, like we could have survived it compared to like a California or New York probably couldn't because it would have killed a lot more people. Well, yeah, it was just a zoning podcast. Yeah, this well, is anyway, a, this is way I was going to type this back in the podcast. where I think that's why this I think that's why so many people like this. Number one, because it's fantastic. It's well executed. Everything about it's really good. But number two, I think it's very relatable to a lot of people. Uh, as far as everything goes, as far as like that, that funny feeling song where like, you know, like you get that feeling in the bottom of your stomach that, you know, it's not nothing's good right now. Um, the, you know, either call me up and tell me a joke where like, you know, you know, if you're feeling bad, like he's here to make you laugh. Like that's what the special is at first. Um, Sako even kind of the, the most based part about this entire, uh, the entire episode, white women's Instagram, just kind of an observational humor type thing. Like, I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of parts of this and that's why so many people liked it. And the overall arching theme of it is we're all stuck inside You know, we've been all stuck inside for the past year okay. or so. And, you know, this is some... This is putting kind of a fun spin on what was a very dark time for a lot of people. So, Mm -hmm. Tell them.
2: (laughs) Um, Go on more about the jokes. I mean, like... um, What did you
0: think of the pirate pirate joke? um, Where he was talking about, like, dude, if, like... Pirates are so, like, consumed about their maps. Why is there always T-stains <laughs> yeah, on it? Yeah. Why is it always ripped? Well,
2: that that was, like, that was his Tom Myers bit where he <laughs> yeah. threw in purposely <laughs> bad Myers. jokes. Because he'd he do not- that, and then he'd do, like, the, um, what's going on? And then he'd, yeah. like, just play, like, laughter and stuff like that. Long yeah. Transplant. <laughs> well, I think
0: that was him just kind of making a play on, like, the type of comedy he used to do, and he doesn't do it anymore. He
1: put, like, fake crowd laughter in that scene. Yeah, like, but, yeah because it's very, like... Obviously false. His, like, shut the... can like, Everybody's just, like, shut the fuck up. Like, for two seconds, like, shut the... Yeah, that, yeah, that, that part. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Just laminate it.
1: Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was just was purposely being stupid at <laughs> that, <laughs> that point. It was a Tom Myers joke.
2: <laughs> well, like, there was also, like, that Twitch bit where he was, like, doing, like, a fake uh, playthrough of a video game. Oh, I yeah. didn't
1: find that that funny to be honest I kind of
2: well are you a big like twitch guy or like not at all I'm not a big video game watcher. this guy. was the
1: one
0: where he was like trying out the new game right yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like oh, oh go go to go it's, to the door let
1: cry four times or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah uh yeah I thought that was funny I thought it was kind of relatable to like when you start a game on like anything you've ever played like one of my good <laughs> friends had was, was like a huge dark souls fan yeah so I tried playing it one day with him and I just had no clue what I was doing. Yeah.
1: There was one funny joke about that where he's like, I think this is a lot like um, death, af- stranding. death Stranding where it's boring as fuck, but like that's the point of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but then there's also like that and like the like the brand joke it was like, I'm a former comedian toward a brand consultant.
1: Like, what can uh, pizza rolls or uh, like, who that, are you? Yeah.
2: Bagel bites. Bagel bites. Yeah, that's what it was. It yeah. was like. It's it's like uh, not uh, will you buy wheat thins. It's will you help uh, wheat thins in their fight against Lyme disease. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, I, was funny. I totally
0: forgot to write that down. That that was one of the parts that just like, um, just like with Pride Month, oh, has yeah, just yeah, yeah, been yeah. on my mind that was so a gr- that was a
1: great release. so much
0: uh, because all these social what? media Pride
1: Month's been on your mind all month.
0: No, oh, like I'm during so during Pride Month. Just these companies
1: acting like they give a shit,
0: acting like they care, by changing their logo to a rainbow. (laughs) Because yeah, they care about Pride Month. No, they don't. They care about like Nesquik doesn't care (laughs) about Pride. They care about people that agree with Pride Month buying their products. Are like, oh, they agree with what I agree with, so I'm gonna buy their buy their product. That's literally all they care about. And the fact that people are so like not blind to it but are just so like bought into it that like it. but the, it also goes to the extent of like uh if anderson and erickson doesn't change their logo on twitter there's people start. out there that aren't yeah. gonna buy their products because of it and it's just so ridiculous like who do we care what freaking jeff bezos what his stance is on yeah. something like i don't care if jeff bezos well i i I we'll get you later. I, like I don't care if Jeff Bezos, <laughs> we'll like I don't care who Jeff Bezos voted for. He could have voted for like literally anyone, and Honestly. I would still, I would still buy something and have it delivered to my or house tomorrow. Like it's yeah. just not going to change it. And I think people that think differently, uh, they're not <laughs> dumb. I don't want to be closed minded but I think it's just a very like childish. And I think it's it's playing into what the corporate. So was, it, was... it's it's playing into what corporate. People want. There was, from was just,
2: us. it was just totally nailing the um, the Kardashian um, Pepsi commercial. Yeah, joke where it was like, well, J P Morgan is against racism. Yeah, mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a
1: part like two three years ago, and I blame Wendy's for this. Oh my when like a brand being funny and quirky Content. and inclusive on social media was the, the best thing. Where, like, a, like, ba- like someone like Bagel Bites tweeting, like, thank God it's Friday or something like that. Like, people... Okay, man. Actually, I think it was Bagel Bites responded to an I-think-you-should-leave thing where they said Friday night. And someone responded with one of those, like, silence brand memes. <laughs> but, like, like, there was a... Yeah, and I blame Wendy's. It was, like, two, three years ago where, was like, people, like, thought, like, funny brand accounts were like something like so above comedy for some reason like mm-hmm. it's the new brand of comedy and nobody does it like i think two people do it right now and it's come Pop- and go come and go and pop-tarts yep. i think both do really well good of that job of that and pop-tarts is because their guy's like very like mean about it at least he was i don't know if he still is like uh, at one point they posted like have you seen that like the ranch pop-tarts he's like stop sending us this stuff it's like really funny because he's mean about it but uh yeah and so like it, you know, it ties into this thing where, like, you know, like, Totino's is pro LGBTQ and supports Pride Month. Well, like, I hope so, but you don't need to change it's the like- Pizza Rolls logo <laughs> to a rainbow and, you know, tweet, put hashtag Pride Month on every one of your tweets. You're you getting know? really worked up over I'm not this. getting worked up over it, but it is stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, I. It's, 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 they're trying to, I, but I think tying back to this point, I think now people are coming around on, it's not that quirky. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, okay, it's not whatever. that deep. Like, but, yeah. it's just
2: not it, but come and go versus Casey's. So I, Casey's, but come and go. This isn't like, right? I'm just saying, I don't Twitter. know if I
1: have to, a stupid.
0: I also think it's like, if Papa, <laughs> I guess Papa John's is not going to be against Uh <laughs> That's a terrible example. Uh, saw if dom if Domino says like, saw
1: that, that was
0: crazy. If Domino says we stand against racism, who are we to take their word for it? Like, yeah. just because they send out a freaking fifty character tweet doesn't mean they've ended racism. That's that's what this entire like last year fight against social justice has been about. Like, yeah. doing more than a tweet. Whatever. We've talked about this for way too long. Ben and Jerry. But-
1: ben and Jerry's does a really good job at that speaking of brands that kind of what? back up the word, Ben and Jerry's from the beginning of like the black lives matter movement have like been very supportive of it. They put out, they put out really well written statements. Mm-hmm. Um, they donate a lot to great, not great, a lot of good causes. So like there, I think there are some brands like that yeah. that really do like a lot of good work about promoting and supporting and, you know, financially supporting some of that stuff. But like, yeah, for the most part, but it's just back yeah, to I, the point. I, Burnham point it's not going to do much.
0: Burnham nailed it with Burnham, like, yeah. Just, just his commentary about it. I thought it was, it was perfect, and I thought it, it hit home because it had been something that before I even watched this, it was kind of bothering me. Like just how, just negligent people were. Hopefully, and, people,
1: hopefully they watch this and realize it's not. Like, and then likes it that much. Anymore. Yeah.
0: Then when I watched, when I watched it, it really just hit the nail on the head, and was like, that's exactly
1: what I was thinking. Uh, uh, that peaked when Wendy's released that mixtape. Do you remember you're that? Still on the Wendy's mixtape. Yeah. yeah, it was t- fucking awful. Anyway, you're next. time. Like, so what else? <laughs> it's a podcast.
2: We I think talk the Be- the Bezos songs were just kind of him rambling with uh, no real point.
1: I was about to say, <laughs> if we give negatives, I think those could have been left out. I don't think they really needed. But <laughs> yeah,
2: it's kind of fun. He just kind of went at him for like no real, like yeah. <laughs> constructive reasons. It's kind of catchy, but yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, but there was one song where all he said was Jeffrey Bezos for a minute and a half. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> in a ghillie he, suit. you
1: speak speaking to the people. <laughs> he had to have bought that ghillie suit for that like bit, too. Oh, yeah. Or at least just bought it. Or he just like, had I it for it. it. He just well, had it around.
0: Well, let's yeah. be real. No one likes Jeff Bezos, so just like throwing that into your comedy special, you have nothing to lose. Because even the people that... Even the weirdos on social media that protect billionaires with their life... <laughs> Even they can be like, yeah, Bezos is kind of a weirdo. What
1: was that billboard of Elon Musk the other day? Did you see that?
2: <laughs> yeah, billionaires were people too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shut
0: up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're one of like 14 people on the entire <laughs> earth. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty much the Los Angeles Clippers with how few you are. One last um, time. You tell them, dog. Uh, yeah, the Jeffrey Bezos song was okay. I thought, like, I didn't. Not, like, the serious part of it, um, but I just enjoyed the fun part of it so much more <laughs> that, like, it it just seemed kind of watered down. I don't know. It, it felt like two different parts to a comedy special, even though, like, all the... Even though everything was obviously completely different from each other, Well, from what we've already talked about, there was, like, the halfway point where it just seemed like two different yeah. comedy specials at the point. And I just think I liked the first part of it more. When it went from like well, a yeah, comedy special to like a serious sort of commentary. Where
2: it's just like funny bit after funny bit versus mm-hmm. the second half. But I think that was just the progression of the year that he had while he was putting it on.
0: That's fair. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily a negative. I just think like if this was an hour and a half long, I would have preferred it all to be like the first half rather than the second.
1: Oh, so just your opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. My negative is he brought politics into comedy. Oh, <laughs> uh, keep them separate? Yeah, keep them separate. Oh, um, what was
2: that? Oh, what was that? Uh, Politics and... Co- it wasn't... Was it uh, t- uh, Tom, Tom McDonald? McDonald. There's, like, people who don't like rap really love this rapper. He must be
1: good. Tom McDonald, yeah. He, he <laughs> like, raps. He's, like... um. It's, uh, a... He's like, I, I, I've never Very, heard any rap. He's a hard conservative hard rapper. Hard conservative, white people are under attack type rapper. It's awful.
2: Persecuted white guy. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> uh,
1: ben do you have any negatives?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, do you
1: have any more positives? Do you have a list?
2: I don't know about likes. No, the all of the list is from just other okay. stuff. But no, I think that, yeah, I mean, the tone was sort of inconsistent maybe. But, I mean, that was also the point because that's how realistic it was. Like, going through me mood swings like he probably did throughout and was very uh emotional and like real and relatable in a sense whereas like because he was facing like very real fears throughout about not having anything to do, um fear of just sort of living without any real purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just being afraid to do what you want to do in a sense. Hey, because of how you'd yeah. be like perceived. Um yeah. I mean, I also watched this like two and a half, three times. So maybe, like, the points that you were talking about were maybe it wasn't as funny. It was just, like, a minute-long interlude of, like, a slow piano theme while, like, he was fixing the cameras and stuff. Like, it was interesting on the first watch, but, like, the second time, I was just like, okay, I'm going to skip
1: through this a couple of times. It's crazy how, like, good of a musician he is. Mm-hmm. Like he's, like, a legit talented musician. You know, he's not just a, co- a comedy guy that can, like, play. Like, he's, like, like some of those songs, like, the... Uh, like, I think the, the Goodbye song, the the Internet song, like, there's, like, even funny feeling. Like, there's, like, a nice guitar he had in there. Like, he's...
0: And he's, he's got a really good voice. He's, he's,
1: he's got a good voice. He's very, like, he understands how to write music and put it together. I was really impressed by that. Um, I did see a lot of people say this is, like, his best, um, like, album, like, music compilation yet, so that's probably why I was so impressed with it because this really is, a, like, a full thing, but... Um I thought I thought the music was really good. I wasn't expecting this good of music. They finally put it on Spotify. It was on Spotify like 2 weeks after the special was released. I had to, like, yeah, you'd
0: think they would have had that ready to go. Yeah.
1: I don't think the I don't think I don't think he expected it to be as popular as it was, I'll be honest. He I, I think he kind of just put it together and put it out and kind of hoped for the best, but it blew up. A lot of people really enjoyed it. I mean,
0: I I could see that, but at the same time he was just he was starring in a uh Oscar Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Like he was
1: the. Did he get nominated? He didn't. Did he? No, but no. he was
0: just in a film that yeah. <coughs> ended up being nominated.
1: Um. Do you guys have like a favorite shot or anything? Because I do.
0: Uh. So the song that was, I think, called "All Eyes on Me." Ben, get off Twitter.
2: Uh, You've been on Twitter. Shut up. You've been on Twitter a lot. No, I haven't. I'm other pastimes.
0: Uh, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> uh, pastimes. The the song like is it eyes on me or or what yeah, was well, he's it yeah always
2: in front of the like the blue light or whatever. yeah the
0: the bl- all the blue light shots i thought yeah. were just an- incredible like i could have watched that for like an hour and a half i don't know i they, it was just very visually pleasing that's about it
1: I, uh, my favorite was the goodbye song right when he said he's like oh you're really joking at a time like this and he looks He's, oh, I think it would be to his right, and then he's naked, and it's like this bright spotlight on him, and it mm-hmm. just like zooms out. Oh my god! I thought that was I thought that shot was incredible. It, um, it, it, it Visually explained exposure really well. Visually, and like you can like it's it's kind of him being. Like the idea of being naked is being like all out there, like you have nothing to hide, you know. And that's zooming in, like the spotlight on is all on him, and he's just exposed. Like here's how he's feeling. Like this is, this is all the thoughts he's had the past year. And I thought it was just the perfect way to end it. It was incredible. I, it gave me chills, like legit. So Ben, do you have a favorite shot? We're going over favorite shots now. Well, you can't. We don't really have like scenes in this. So isn't that what you it's just the same said? Thing songs.
0: I thought you said favorite shot.
1: I said favorite songs, and we already I said, went over said that. He said songs. I said shot. Oh, he, yeah. He yeah. said
2: shot. I mean, I don't know. It was all shot pretty well. I don't have anything specific in mind. Maybe just like when he was putting stuff together and it was like at the very back of like his apartment or room or whatever it was. And there was all of the equipment in a solid line and then yeah. him at the very end, like up against the wall. Yeah.
1: That was cool. I, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Um, any final thoughts? Funny. Funny tweet. Ben,
2: you've
0: been
1: on Twitter the whole
2: freaking episode.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's late. It's one in the
1: morning so are you <laughs> at times. All right. Let's get into ratings. If you guys have got nothing else to say.
0: So since it's a comedy special, we got
2: to we got to rate it. Thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> oh, no, five uh, out of five no. laughs. No, you give it uh, you give one
0: it, giggle or ten giggles.
2: <laughs> uh, you give it um uh, no smile, slight smile, couple guffaws. And uh bro, this was giggles. That was the yeah, rating. never system. speak again. I'm <laughs> gonna give this a nine and a half. So. Yeah, no, okay. I'm giving this a bro. This is giggles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's it's just hard to. I'm gonna rate. rate I'm gonna rate it like it did movies. Might as well. So I was I, I wasn't tip. sure
0: if I was gonna because if I'm ranking this on a scale of like one to other comedy specials, it's a ten. Yeah, because comedy specials are not rewatchable in my opinion. Weirdo
1: is pretty rewatchable.
0: A good one good for the most are. part. The, it's not rewatchable like I watch it this week, I'll watch it next week. Um, <laughs> well, it's re- weird, the, they can be rewatchable in the sense of like, oh, I haven't seen this in a couple of years, I'll watch it again. But this is something yeah. that I would want I to go back yeah. and see what it's about again and to catch things. Oh. In, in most comedy specials, there's nothing to catch because it's just a guy or a girl standing. On a stage telling jokes in front of a crowd. Like, that's about it. This, there's more to it than that. So, um, I'll, I'll give it a nine just in comparison's sake to a movie. Just yeah. because I thought it was that interesting. I thought it was, I mean, brilliant in yeah. pretty much every single sense of the way. I thought um, Burnham was hilarious, but also just down to earth in a way that someone who's way more famous than us can be. Yeah. And the most important part is I think it just. Really tied together the emotions that everyone felt while quarantined for um, a year out of our lives, which is something that pretty much no generation ever has really um, yeah. had to experience, at least for for a very long time. So I, I thought it it tied together, and it's gonna sh- it's gonna do very well at the award ceremonies. Um, they don't get don't Grammys. Specials don't get awards. No. The Grammys, like do they it's have a comedy section. I, I'm pretty sure, do, yeah. yeah it <laughs> it's gonna do very well at the Grammys for.
1: Well, you can name it for like uh, soundtrack too. Yeah. Who won last? Considered James Corden. I have no idea. The Great Showman. Um, I will say, I feel like James
2: Corden would sweep at the Grammys. You're obsessed
1: with James Corden. Yes. I will say one final thought. <laughs> um, as great as this was, I wish Bo Burnham um transitions more into film than comedy after this. I think he's, I think as talented as he is a comedian, I think 30 years old, this talented of a director and writer as he is, I, I, you know, we could see him make some really good movies over the next 30 years. Why not both? uh, Because he he has anxiety when he performs. I don't think he can mentally handle both. It's fair. Ben, what's your rating? (sighs) Man, I already said it. Yeah, Ben did his weird emoji rating. I think
2: that it'd be... Yeah, I mean, it's a good special. There's definitely some downtime, though, in it. But coming back to it, there's lots of different thematic angles that you can take and um, appreciate each time you come back to it. Obviously, not too often, but how often do you watch everything in that short span of a time? Like, I don't know, say watching 40-year-old Virgin twice in a row. It's just things like that.
1: Yeah, I did it. What are you going to do about it? Make fun of you for it. So Deal with it. All right, so speaking of that, what did you guys watch this month?
0: I'll start. Uh, I watched nothing that wasn't on the podcast, other than like three episodes of The Simpsons, two episodes of Seinfeld, an episode of Cheers, uh, Jeopardy, and the Nuggets,
2: and a lot of live sports. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Jake I, Jake watched Adobe Premiere.
1: I, I missed like two two games of the first round. Like I watched almost every game. Yeah,
2: same here. Yeah, I, yeah so
0: I I apologize, Turbo Team Nation. <laughs> Uh, Troll Team Nation, uh, this is for you. I've been, I've been, I've just been so busy with work, and then like when I watch live sports, I'm usually working, so it's kind of just a matter of like, well, one, I'm not gonna miss a Nuggets game if they're playing, I'm watching. Well, yeah. I won't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but if the NBA's on, I'm just, I'm watching it, and then by the time NBA games are over, it's time for bed. So, <laughs> Gaz
1: gets <laughs> <Gats>. clippers <laughs> i like gas um all right ben do you want, to go first? Do you want me to uh, yeah, I short, go I a, yeah i have a short <laughs> all right so i think two of these i actually watched two months ago like, i don't know but um so i watched crazy stupid love uh oh wait no i watched it on my birthday so yeah i watched it this month uh or in may um <laughs> we've already talked about that it's good comedy it holds up pretty well pretty funny um, I called him Michael Scott last time. I said I watched it. So <laughs> <do> it again. <laughs> hey, you'll um, never live that down. I also watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I've watched mm. a few times since we started doing this podcast. Best I, third act of all time. I really love that movie. The ending's incredible. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just a fun movie. There's nothing else to say. It's a little long, but like it's enjoyable the entire time. So. I'll
2: I'll say it. I was more excited for that final battle than I was during Endgame. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah,
1: Brock's gonna punch you in the face over that one. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, I finished. So if I, I f-
2: if I see if I see him at the next showing of In the Heights, I'll uh, make sure. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, keep
1: my up. <laughs> we should do that. We should do In the Heights. No, yeah, we have to. No. it'll be funny. Shut up. If we do Space Jam 2, we have to do In the Heights. I will quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be funny. We'll do a Land manual Miranda special and watch Hamilton and In the Heights. I want I want Lin Manuel to do
2: stand up. I'll punch that guy in the face. I hate Lin Manuel. What if he did the same thing as Bo Burnham? It's very songs? it's
1: very funny because I tweeted out I'd punt, I'd fight um, Lin Manuel and Miranda. If it was like like socially acceptable the other day <laughs> and, and he responded no and it nobody for some reason I was thinking about it because like it'd be very funny if like I was in court and they brought that tweet up like. If I was being charged with something, you know, <laughs> like, like showing like he's, that she's violent, yeah, that showing that I'm clearly uh, yes. violent, because I said I'd punch Landman M- Manuel Barrera because I didn't like Hamilton.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, um, I finished. So I, I finished BoJack Horseman. It, it's incredible. It holds up. Everything, all good things you've heard about it hold up. It's great. Uh, season five, episode six, the greatest episode of television I've ever seen. Made me cry. I've watched it so many times since the first initial viewing. Um, Will Arnett gives one of the best performances I've ever seen in movies, TV, animated, or, um, you Every. know, live action. So Sports. It's sports. <laughs> yeah, ever, um, ever seen his voice. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> acting is more than just visually, Ben. Um,
2: yeah, but you said scene.
1: Shut Shut up, stupid. Anyway, it's Bojack Horseman holds up. It's incredible. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. Um, It gets so depressing the longer it goes on. But um, it's it's a great show. I recommend it to anybody. Um, I watched Training Day with Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington. Uh, Have you guys ever seen it? Nope. It. It's just a movie, <laughs> like nothing. Like the it. there's a big twist, and then the bad guy loses, and Ethan Hawke comes out on top. So it's oh, spoiler. Not an dick. awful movie. I, I, it's not an awful movie. Like it was my
0: Tuesday night plan. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a there's enjoyable parts of it. Denzel um, and Ethan Hawke both really good in it, but it's whatever. Um, and then I finished the month with one of my favorite movies of all time, Scarface. Um year old version. Shut up, then. <laughs> Oh my God! What did you watch? What Did you watch? oh you watched Call Me by Your Name? Oh, we can get into that if you want. Uh, what do you mean get into that? You know what I'm saying. Oh, ha- have don't. you have you one episode of Young Sheldon, loser? <laughs> I watched Scarface, one of my favorite movies ever. Al Pacino is incredible. I. Um, I couldn't stop thinking about it after I watched it. It's a great movie. <laughs> I love Al Pacino. Oh, I, this will be a spoiler for my what I watched for June. I've watched like every good Al Pacino movie since this month started, so it's going to be a long Irishman. Of this year. Not yet. I need to. I'm going to both Godfathers, Dog Day Afternoon. I'm going to watch Scaron or Scarion or something mm. like that. Um, so I'm on an Al Pacino binge right now. Genuinely, probably the best actor ever. You um, mean Don Shut up. <laughs> we about that movie. All right. Uh,
2: I watched Unforgiven. It was like an 80s Clint Eastwood Western. I'm, I have a lot, so I'm just going to go fast. Yeah, because
1: you broke your arm.
2: Uh, a lot of... Th- I only watched like the last <laughs> mean. I'm three sorry. since I did that. <laughs> I've only watched the last three since then. Uh, watched Favre Days of Summer. Uh, do you like The Smiths? Uh, shut up. How'd that um, make you feel after I watched- you watched it? Uh, at the time, not
1: well. Not good, yeah. Uh,
2: I watched one episode of Young Sheldon. Uh, it <laughs> felt like a movie. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Kajillionaire. It was uh, Karsten oh, we gotta watch favorite, that, yeah. favorite film of 2020. And no. I got to agree. It was really well done. Like, yeah, it couldn't be better. Than I was honestly surprised by it. I loved it. Um, I watched Before Sunset. It was the second entry of the Sunset trilogy by Letter. Shout out to Ethan Hawke. Yep. I watched the third one after Midnight, the conclusion. and It was sadder than the first two somehow. Who's the female lead in that? Uh, I have no idea. She's a French actress. Um Yeah, and then... Xenophobic. <laughs> How I knew she- that was coming. <laughs> she, she's in her own country. She's in her own country. I don't know if some French woman... <laughs> she's in her own country. Mbappe, <laughs> anyway, go <on>. Mbappe, baby. <laughs> Okay, Uh, after that I watched uh, Memories of Murder, uh, the Bong Joon-ho movie, Uh, Alex saw it on TikTok, Uh, it's about like just serial killer, Bong Joon-ho, the guy who did Parasite. I didn't
1: understand a single thing they said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I watched
2: uh, Moonrise Kingdom, uh, Wes Anderson, everything's horizontal, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Visually
1: one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Moonrise Kingdom is? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
2: It's so there's so much downtime in that movie too because it's is. a lot of people just like walking around with no dialogue too. It's it's very
1: it's if Zoe Deschanel was an indie movie,
2: they could honestly cut it down to 50 minutes if they wanted.
1: But I never tell you Zoe Deschanel married a property brother. Who's that? A property. Oh, brother? the property brother. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said the poverty brother. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Morris Twins. It's the whitest couple of all time. Go on. <laughs>
2: uh, I watched uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Great movie. Amazing movie. Great movie, yep. Show it to every child I know. Show George Clooney. <laughs> um, <laughs> <older laughs> just, just, just Which children Just trying to meet people. <laughs> you ever just walk around on the street trying to meet people? No, nope, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched The Invitation. It was like the Donner Party meets. I know it is. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a Donner Party movie, pretty much. Um, I watched Mysterious Skin, which is actually pretty cool. It was like a super early, uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, you know. It's like his
1: first role, isn't it? It's not his first one. It's
2: one of them. It's a very early role. Um, it's a very hard it's film to watch. It's like about a- trauma. It's about aliens. There's lots of shoegaze Does in they it. Does he get
1: raped or something in it?
2: Yeah. It's, it's a tough film to watch. Um... But I really enjoyed it. I also watched Call Me by Your Name. Uh, shout out Alex and Peaches. Uh, I watched Fury with Brad Pitt, which is pretty cool. It's a good movie. I mean, you like it. It genuinely
1: yeah. is mm-hmm. good. World War II film. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Shia LaBeouf's Buff's really good in that. Shout I know he's kind of. I know he kind of sucks, but I, I'm a big Shia Buff guy. I like Shia Buff. He's a, he's a
2: big Shia. LaBeouf. Brad
1: Brad Pitt's really good in that.
2: He's a big LeBuff. Um, the
1: final scene, in that's really cool too. Yeah. The the last tank scene. It's
2: kind of cool. Watching back, some of the parts were a
1: little corny, but, I mean... (laughs) Shout out Logan Lerman for being in that for some reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fresh off of Percy Jackson, because that was, like, 2011. You're still really young. That was still early. Um, I watched both Euphoria specials back-to-back, so I'm counting that as a movie. You've seen those several times, haven't you? I watched the first one, and then ten minutes of the second one, but... That was months ago, so I finally came back and watched both of them back-to-back. Back. And, yeah. I mean, they're interesting. If you like the show, then you'll When's enjoy seeing the characters out? get deeper into there.
1: When's season two coming out?
2: I have no idea. I know it's in production right it has now. has to be soon, I think. Uh, yeah. But I count that as a movie, yeah. Um, we also watched Parasite. Um, the Classic. Shout out. What episode of the Turbo Team podcast, Jake? Like six, six or six seven, I think. Weird you have that memorized. Yeah, um,
1: second best uh, best picture winner of all time, according to Variety. Dang. I, I think it was Variety. It's so,
2: it is really good. They put it number two it, behind Moonlight. I still don't get that. I don't think Moonlight Yeah, After watching The Godfathers, one. no way those aren't the
1: two best. Okay, right calm there. down.
2: Um, I also watched Shawshank Redemption. What kind of a massacre
1: my boy? Great movie. Shawshank? Yeah. Shawshank. It's yeah. Great <laughs> Greatest movie of all time, according to IMBD. Is that, IMBD. Is that actually
2: what they said? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, IMBD is like, that's their favorite movie ever.
2: Okay, IMDb. Um, watch Sicario. That movie's sick.
1: I haven't seen that. Is that good? Yeah. Who is that? That's Fincher, isn't <laughs> it's it? It's basically Darkest task. Oh, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not Fincher. It's whoever did Re- re-watch- Blade
2: Rewatching it, Jake. Oh, yeah. It's Villeneuve. It's De- it- De- Denis Villeneuve. De- Denis Villeneuve, yeah. It's exactly like Darkest Dusk. Like, <laughs> like when I talked with Paul and Gavin, like That's the when movie they were they talking were to me about scores, they were like, like Sicario. And they were like, yes, exactly like that. We love Sicario. I'm like, I can, I can. We've never talked about Darkest Dusk on the podcast. There's literally. Next week. We should re- review it for the pod. No, like. There's a scene where they walk in front of a sunset, and it's literally the logo for
1: the darkest dusk movie. <laughs> ben and Jake were in a student film pro, uh, produced, written, and directed by PG thirteen. I gave um, my blood,
0: sweat, and tears PG PG thirteen
1: production. <laughs> Shout out Gavin Smith and
0: Paul Murphy. And
2: now you're carrying your acting technique into Sound Off.
0: <laughs> Amen, brother.
2: Yeah. But yep. Yeah, uh, is kind of sick. Uh, but even sicker than that was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Shout mm-hmm. out uh, I had not seen this before or known it's exactly... It's his
1: darkest film. It's like, I, I was re- reading a review about it, and they're like, this is... Like, Fincher's never been this dark before. It's, it's very dark. How's Daniel Craig in that? Because I bet he's really good.
2: Daniel Craig's really good, but Rooney Mara is insane. Yeah. You, you don't... She
1: doesn't even look like the same girl, like, from the social network.
2: No, but just, like, the way, like, her, like, line delivery, like, she changed her accent so it's, like, more Swedish... And just everything about her was completely different from anything that you've seen. Or, like, because she plays, yeah, like, Mary to Magdalene, that. too, in yeah. a different movie.
1: Is this still on Netflix?
2: Yes, it is. That's what I watched it. I'll watch it this month. But, no, that was an insane movie. It was hard to watch at
1: times. But, yeah, I watched a lot. Shout out David Fincher. That's a lot.
0: Ben watched way more than we did combined. Yep. Times, yep. like, ten. I'll, no. beat
1: you, I'll beat you guys this month. I'm you. Actually, not, because Ben can't do much. So, he might beat me. Oh, I'll take that as a challenge.
0: I'll win August. I, 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 I can guarantee that. Okay. Oh, okay I'm, well, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to win August. <laughs> I'm, I'm not win August. winning
0: June. I'm not winning June, and I'm not certainly winning July. I might not watch a single thing in July, other than what we're doing for the podcast.
1: Watch a movie right when you get home at... we. B- it's the one thing.
2: Hey, but it's it's fine. It's the middle of the don't wires. Don't get
1: water on me. Just I don't have <laughs> it on me, my Let's hands. finish this podcast and let me stand up. So Ben just finished. spilled, and this is going to be it for the terror Team fine. podcast.
0: Uh, everything's going to burn down. No, and it This ruined. is the last time you're ever going to listen to us, so, ruined all our so you better enjoy it. and uh, Thank you for listening.
2: That was the easiest spill we could have had.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where
2: podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.